there's so many other areas of, in your life where you're supposed to get fulfillment and purpose from. And even if you really like your job, I don't think it, it should be like the thing that like defines who you are. I think there's a better thing. There's a greater thing where you can root a better sense of purpose and fulfillment from than just what you do from like nine to five or nine to however long you work. Hi, I'm Danielle, and welcome back to Making Space. Not just a podcast, but a place for honest, open conversations about where people have been and who they're becoming. So if you're wondering what this is, it's the first installment of a new segment of the podcast I've created to make space after each full episode for you and your thoughts as listeners. The format will probably look different each time. I may be discussing thoughts I received from different people on my own, or I may invite someone on to unpack their thoughts live. Regardless, my goal is to pull up more seats to the imaginary making space table so everyone's voice can be heard because that's the whole point of this podcast. So today I'll be continuing the conversation from episode two with my boyfriend, Toby, who also happened to be the very first person to listen to the podcast. I guess to start, do you just want to explain what you sent me, like the thoughts that you sent me about the last episode? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what the episode was centered upon was like trying to find your passion and finding a job that aligns with your passion and not being afraid to like, you know, try new things, you know, to leave a job that you don't really like because you're not passionate about it and to kind of explore other options, which I think is a great mindset to have. But I think a question that came to me when listening to it was like, if sometimes our generation puts a lot more weight and value on our jobs, giving us a full sense of meaning and purpose than we should. And if that, you know, comes at a detriment sometimes, um, I guess in both ways and causing us to leave a job maybe quicker than we should, or causing us to stay in a job longer than we should, because we think our job is going to be our main source of fulfillment and purpose. So yeah, those were like the initial thoughts. I had upon listening to your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I thought what you were saying was interesting because it was kind of getting at like, what's the purpose of work or what is the meaning of work supposed to be in our lives? And I feel like this happened last year, kind of like a wave of people, Gen Z, talking about how they don't dream of labor. And like, Mm -hmm. you've always heard about that saying like work is a means to an end or work Mm -hmm. as an end to a means. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like the, do you live to work or do you work to live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wonder like where that fits into this conversation. Because it is true on one hand, sometimes we attach our identity to what we do. And so like once you're out of school, that is your work. Yeah. When people meet you, they ask you, what do you do? Which, side note, I actually hate that. Like if I just meet someone and they're like, oh, what do you do? Not going to say I have never done that before when I just have nothing Mm -hmm. to talk about with the person that I'm in that situation with. But I don't know, because I think it just implies that we attach so much to like what you do. And it's like, oh, based on knowing what you do, I can tell so many things about you. I can tell your income. I can probably tell what kind of lifestyle you have. I can tell like how much time you spend working, you know, like different things like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think obviously what... Society for a long time is, I guess, aligned 
identity and sense of self in is like what you do. Um, I do wonder if like it's a more recently a generational change. Mm. I think for a long time, working was just like a means to an end. As you said, like, you know, the full sense of meaning and purpose that most people derived back, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s were, you know, from their family, from community, from maybe their church, just their environment outside of work. And I think sometimes because in our generation, you know, we're a lot less religious, we're a lot less, um, we marry like later, we have less kids. We have a lot less things that fill that purpose, that fill that like fulfillment space, that like Mm. job work kind of takes a lot more space than it was ever intended to. So we tend to, I guess, align identity with what we do more often or more strongly than I guess we should and maybe than our parents ever did. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting how, like, in the audio note you sent me, it was like, when our jobs aren't the best, and that's where we derive our full sense of meaning, we're either quick to leave, Mm -hmm. like, move on to a different job, or we're quick to stay and, like, stick it out because that's where we're supposed to find our meaning. And so when I first I heard you say that, I think the way I was thinking about it was you're saying... You shouldn't be so quick to leave just because it's not fully fulfilling you. And I Mm -hmm. think that is something that you probably hear from older generations is like, no job is perfect. Like you're not going to find everything you want in a job. And it's true. If you like place all this value on a job fulfilling your every single need, you're just going to be disappointed. But I think there's a difference between leaving a job because it's not what you like and it's hard for you to do, and it feels like you're going nowhere in that job versus just hopping from job to job, waiting to find something that you're never going to find. Like, I don't think you should stay Mm. somewhere just because you know that a job is never going to be fulfilling, so I might as well just stay here. Because while that's true, there could be a job that you enjoy more than another job. Like, I definitely enjoy what I'm doing now way more than I would if I was doing investment banking or something like that, you know? So yeah, yeah, that was just something I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's probably like, there's probably a formula to it, right? Like, I guess purpose, fulfillment, enjoyment, how much you're satisfied by your job is probably a factor of whether or not you should stay in your job. Um, what phase in life you're in is probably another factor. Like, are you younger? Are you older? Do you have other people to support? Do you not? Yeah. Are you more independent? Yeah. Um, are you good at the job? I feel like a lot of people are good at the jobs that they don't like. Um, but if you're not good at a job you don't like, you should probably leave or you're probably <laughs> to be like let go <laughs> anyways. But um, yeah, it's probably a balance um, of all those things. Where I guess my comment came from initially was like, maybe sometimes we make fulfillment or just like how much we enjoy the job too much of that formula um, or more mm. than it's supposed to be because there's so many other areas in your life where you're supposed to get fulfillment and purpose from. And even if you really like your job, I don't think it it should be like the thing that like defines who you are. I think there's a better thing. There's a greater thing where you can root a better sense of purpose and fulfillment from than just what you do from like nine to five or nine to however long you work. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you phrased it as a formula. I feel like I wish there was one set formula, like your job should be X amount of this, X amount influenced yeah. by this, X amount influenced by this. I guess it also would change based on like the season of life you're in. 
Um, and so then it's the question of like how much should enjoyment fill that? And I feel like maybe yeah. when you're younger, you have the maybe in my opinion, you have like the flexibility. Yeah. You may have the flexibility for enjoyment to be like 50% of that. Just throwing out numbers here. But yeah. as you have more responsibilities, then it's like, okay, I can't just hop around jobs every year and a half because yeah. I need stability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have like five kids to support, <laughs> you definitely shouldn't leave your job uh, <laughs> to hop around to see what you like because uh, I'm sure you don't like your kids not eating. So, um. <laughs> but, no, but maybe that is the point of like being young and like being able to try out different things so that yeah, once you yeah, get you have to that, that point where you – Okay, uh, where you have kids or other responsibilities, <laughs> you – are not yeah. still searching doesn't mean you can't like change yeah. your paths or anything when you're older but like maybe that's the design of your 20s and 30s or whatever yeah yeah no that's a good point that's definitely a really good point um one thing that even just came to mind is like you should probably even if you do find a job that you are super passionate about just caution yourself from like again letting that job consume you and who you are because there are people who actually really love what they do and the the extreme result of that is like, you know, they become very workaholic. Their work is just everything they commit their lives to, they, you know, mm-hmm. neglect other responsibilities. So you can be privileged to find a job that you really like. But then again, like just being reminded that, yeah, your job is not going to be, or it shouldn't be, I guess. It shouldn't be all that you are. Something I'm trying to remind myself of is even going into medicine because I think in jobs where like it's just more intuitive to derive a sense of meaning and purpose from like yeah, helping people, yeah. helping heal people from diseases, from sicknesses. Um, we see now in medicine like higher rates of like you know burnout, physician burnout, right? Higher rates of like mental health, depression issues with you know doctors and physicians, and I think it's because a lot of people are feeding into these jobs that are very purpose aligned and they allow that to kind of consume them to a point where it does more damage than good. So finding a a dichotomy between even if you do find something you really enjoy, Mm. there should be other things Mm. you enjoy to do as well. (laughs) Actually reminds me of my interview with, with Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I feel like I told you this. (laughs) The lady asked me what my 10 year plan was. And I told her, you know, having a family, taking care of myself as well as, you know, being a doctor. And she was like, I think the issue with medicine today is that it's growing to have more of an emphasis on yourself and you should, you know, put your job above the needs of your family, your kids, your loved ones, and your own interests. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm not going to do that because that's not, that's not how I'm built. Yeah. So I do definitely want to touch on the faith piece of purpose, but before that, something mm. you were saying earlier reminded me of what I've seen before when people are like trying to figure out their ideal job or career is like concentric yeah. circles or something. And I can't remember which is the largest or which is the smallest, but it's like first your skills, then you think about your palates or <laughs> your palates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talents first, talent slash skill. Okay. Then you think about your passions. And then like maybe where those coincide is your purpose or there might be some other factor that I'm forgetting. 
But I think it's a good point you raised about like, even when you do have a dream job and you're doing that, it still is easy for that to lead to burnout because then it's really consuming you because mm-hmm. like, oh, this is where I derive my purpose in life and this is what I'm doing. So I want to spend all my time doing it because I want to do it well. Or like if you work for yourself, you have a business that you've started and that's your dream, it can still be easy mm-hmm. for that to like exhaust you. Yeah. And like going to the faith part of it, as Christians, I told you I was reading that book, Every Good Endeavor, with my Bible study. And basically, it was talking about like mm-hmm. God's design of work and how, yeah, because the world is imperfect, work is going to be imperfect and you're never going to be fully fulfilled by work. But mm-hmm. it is one of your biggest contributions to the world. And we were put on this earth to work. Like that is a part of our purpose yeah. is to do work in some capacity. Um, like we're not meant to just be doing nothing, like being idle. So Mm -hmm. I think I just bring that up because it shows that, yeah, what you do has meaning and it has some significance, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And God definitely like intended that to be the case and still intends that to be the case that our work has a meaning and purpose. Um, I think culture and society might think that the end in and of itself is like the dream job, like the end is the work itself, but. I think God definitely, and even the Bible talks about work being like a means to an end of, again, glorifying God. Like that is the ultimate vocation. Um, And then, yeah, whatever you do, whether it be, I don't know where it is in the Bible. I can't remember where it is like one-to-one. But, um, you know, whatever you do, you know, work as if you're working for God, not for man. Even recently today, I was listening to a podcast. It was the Basement Podcast, um, Tim Ross. But... They brought up the verse of like, you know, delight in the Lord and he'll grant you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess, even is a very countercultural picture of how we should order our desires, you know, like delighting in God should be the ultimate desire. And from that, he will grant mm-hmm. the other desires that are appropriately positioned mm-hmm. below him, you know, below desiring yeah. him first. So, um, yeah, I just think that should be something to keep in mind at work and also how to even appropriately position work as like, this is just another means I can glorify God, another means I can delight in him. Yeah. If you have anything else. Yeah. I think it's good. Our generation is a lot more focused on passion in our jobs. I think that affords us to be more creative and finding new jobs, Mm -hmm. new types of like, vocations if you look at the jobs back 20 30 years ago they were very limited either have like an office job you could be a manufacturer handyman of some sorts or you could be like a lawyer or a doctor it's pretty limited those jobs still exist but now we have like social media influencer now we have podcaster now we have all these different avenues by which you can you know build your passion and like you know even grow it and pursue it in just different ways. And I think it's because we're so much more creative in being, I guess, even stubborn, trying to find that job that makes us click, that job that, you know, sparks that passion that we have. Yeah. Uh, it even reminds me of, like, when I came to college, I thought I was just going to do neuroscience and um, just become a doctor. Like, I had a very linear perspective. I only engaged in just the sciences. If you ask me, like, from childhood, I've always been like a very philosophical and like introspective 
kid, like I would always ask abstract questions about like, you know, Papa, what does it mean that I exist? Like, <laughs> uh, you, know, you asked your dad. Yeah, I literally would. I'm like, how do I know I exist? And you're like, if I if I if I slap you, you'll know you exist. And I, so like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I would always ask those questions, but those questions would feel worth. Sorry, they wouldn't feel worth my time, right? Because there isn't like any practical output of like philosophy. But um, <laughs> when I started college, I took a philosophy class on a whim, and. I even started to see in my philosophy classes a lot of the abstract philosophical questions people like Socrates, Aristotle were asking were questions that doctors were still asking today. Like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to have a mind, right? That's at the forefront of like a lot of psychiatry research, especially as we get to, you know, the nexus between like tech and AI and like, do computers have like will, do, you know, robots and things have like a mind of their own? Um, even how we treat patients, like, now we think in medicine in a lot more of a holistic perspective. Like it's not just about the physical body, but it's also about your mental yeah. health. It's also about your social community. And I started to see like as a kid, this philosophical side of me, I didn't have to do away with that to pursue my passion in medicine. In fact, it was much more needed that I engage with that area, that side of mm. me. So I think going to like a liberal arts college allowed me to be creative enough to explore that in the intersection of like my different passions in a way that I don't know was possible 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a privilege that, you know, we're passionate people, our generation, but every privilege comes with responsibilities. So I think trying to make sure that you're not blinded by your passions as well is, is something to keep in mind while still pursuing them. Mm. Deep. So what is what would be the negative side of that? If you are blinded by your passions, like what does that lead to? I think if you're blinded by a singular passion, you forget your other passions or your other, you know, means of fulfilling different buckets of passion. As in, you know, your social relationships, your your family, mm -hmm. your, you know, your time with God, etc. I remember times where I'm so blinded by just trying to study for like the MCAT and I would just not read the Bible. I would not yeah. spend time with God. And I would kind of justify like, oh, I'm going to become a doctor. And that's what I'm passionate about. Like, yeah, I'm becoming a doctor, but a doctor for what? To what? I guess heal people and to prevent them from dying? Sure. But like, they're going to die anyways. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's how the life works. <laughs> like, like, that can't be the ultimate sense of purpose I have to prevent people from dying when they're going to die eventually. Uh, being a doctor should be I guess in a Christian sense, in a God sense, should be another means by which I can make God know through my work. And that can be a better form of salvation and healing than anything any like physical human doctor can do, right? So I don't know. Um, don't let your jobs be all that you are. I see. Yeah. It's that grind mindset. So yeah, I think that's the, the negative side of it pursuing your passions if you come become blinded from the other things you should focus on yeah yeah i see i see what you're saying no that's a good point that's a good point i feel like there's so much to unpack about work so this probably won't be the last time it comes up on the podcast but as always i'd love to hear your thoughts about our conversation do you agree disagree 
maybe you have more questions and answers, let me know. Quick reminder that all full episodes will be out on the first Monday of every month, and I'm very excited for episode three, which is currently in the works. Till then, follow at the Making Space podcast on Instagram to stay in the loop. Please rate the podcast wherever you listen, five stars, and share this with someone who would benefit from hearing our conversation. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you on the next episode of Making Space. Bye!